up, ding-dongs? My name is Corey Kraft, and I love movies. Coming in hot, man. That's right. I'm here to talk about movies. Phone on silent. Which I love. Oh, I didn't do that. I either. was like so hot to get in here. I just like, okay, there you go. Yeah, I got to do that too. If you like pina coladas Whoa, and getting caught in the rain. You know, his son was at, as a filmmaker, and was at a uh, some edition of Sidewalk. Cool. I don't really like that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's an interesting, that song gets a lot of airtime for me. I, I find it really intriguing. Is it because um, you plan to cheat on your wife, but due to a hilarious mix-up, the person you're planning to cheat on your wife with ends up also being your wife? No, I don't have those. I don't have those designs, actually. But I do find the references to alcohol really interesting. Uh-huh. There's a lot. I mean, he's just kind of looking for like a alcoholic sexy lady. Yeah. Which ends up being his wife. And did <laughs> but you, who among <laughs> us, am I right? <laughs> did, yeah. Who isn't looking for an alcoholic sexy lady? So did you realize that Kate Bush has a retort to the song called Bambushka? Bambushka? I mean, I've heard that song, but I didn't know it was a retort. <laughs> it's a retort. Straight up. Straight up. My friend Candace Murdoch filled me in on this. Wow. Straight up, it's a retort to Pina Colada's song, and you can read Kate Bush has written a lot about her philosophy on that song and her perspective on the retort, the clapback, if you will. <laughs> anyway, this is not the Pina Colada podcast. Or the Kate Bush though, podcast. Hmm, though I that bet would we get have some, more listeners. That would get some listeners, especially after that Stranger Things season. Either way. Uh, but it is a movie podcast. I'm Rachel Morgan. I already said I'm Corey Kraft and I love movies. Up. What's up, Ding Dongs? We talk about the movies and pina coladas. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Roll up your sleeves, little bitch. Let's talk about this film. Let me tell you something. This is a short-sleeved shirt, first of all. I don't care. Let me you roll them up anyway. Let me tell you something. Okay. You've been coming in here over the last couple of weeks with these kind of oh, I didn't say I didn't like it kind of arguments, uh-huh, including uh-huh. at the live podcast where you you're backpedaling. You're backpedaling. No, I never backpedaled. I'm gonna, once. I'm I've been gonna tell you something. Go ahead time, and start. Go ahead and start the timer, Brad, because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Okay. I'm gonna commit to not liking this film. I don't like it. See how that easy that is, Brad? Did you see that? I just said I don't like the film. Okay. Yep. I. Yeah, all right. You came in here, you know, like bad Hulk Hogan just playing to the crowd. I get it. I hear you. I've got a pen. Uh-huh. That's my pen. I've got notes. I'm ready to go. I don't like this movie. The movie is We're All Going to the World's Fair, a fairly recent, very indie uh, sort of a horror drama. It's not really horror. It's it's the story of a uh, teenage girl who gets involved with a creepy pasta online challenge of some sort mm-hmm. and begins to record videos she seems to believe are cha- are documenting her transformation into whatever creepy pasta thing is happening. I loved this movie. I thought Ooh, it was fantastic. Loved. Well, at least you're committing to something. Uh, because you know, it's not a horror film, and I'm not going to respond to that. By the way, stop. You don't have so to. stop Whatever. it. Stop it. Um, stop saying stop. It. It's it's a it's a horror movie. Um, Is it nominally? Hey. But really, that's kind of a Trojan horse for this very deeply felt uh, teenage drama that gets the the most right that I've seen about you know weirdo creative outcast kids finding an outlet online to express themselves, but also perhaps 
as happens in this movie, drawing the attention of equally lonely um, individuals. There's there's something really moving about this movie. It shook me up. It didn't scare me, but I don't think it's supposed to be a horror film, really. It's just a means to explore modern adolescence in a way that I've never seen in a movie before. Boring. Let me tell you what I don't want to watch. Okay. I don't want to watch shots of somebody sleeping. I don't really want to watch the shots of somebody's room, especially when they're via a computer camera. It's mm-hmm. ugly. I don't like it. It's Dullsville. And there are lot there's lots of this. This feels like it should have been a short film. Too frequently we're just looking at the camera that's on the computer. And it is just, to me, it's absolutely miserable. It's not a horror film. It's not exactly a drama. I'll tell you what it is. It's a feature film that should have been 16 minutes long. And then maybe I would have given it maybe a mediocre review. You're not being very charitable to this movie. No, I'm not. Which I think is is a really... Nothing scary happens. It's hokey. No, nothing scary happens. I wouldn't call it hokey, though. I mean, it's too impassioned i think to oh be i think you're There's, wrong no I, no no, I, I, no. I, I wish it were impassioned you know the dark web is an interesting thing and i think that i think that you are hitting on some things that, that do interest me and that i would very much be interested in seeing a film from the perspective of somebody who grew up with the internet right that they never they never was never a period in their lives when they didn't have it and so it is i could see being a lonely teenager and this is you can kind of turn to the internet in ways that I right. That's as, what as this an movie old is. person I didn't have, but that doesn't really explore this. You know what this feels like? It feels like you're you're reading a Twitter mm. blurb no. as opposed to no. deep diving into research and really no. getting to the bottom of what the dark web is you're, like. You're asking tech- for a Wikipedia entry. I'm talking no, about I'm cinema. No, I'm actually not. I'm talking I'm, about cinema. I'm Rachel. actually asking. You're, you're redirecting here because that's exactly what I'm asking for too. I'm not asking for web camera footage. I'm not asking for a scratch of the surface. Mm. I'm asking to do research and then. You take that research and it becomes this this film that should becomes the script that is interesting and have some ties to reality and has some actual content as opposed to just like, oh, I read this blurb and this is kind of cool. And, you know, what if this were really what if this kid were really playing around with this game? And OK, well, that's about as far as I got. Well, then so- you're really not going to like it when I say that the lead performance there from Anna Cobb, a young actress, is one of my favorites of the year. Oh, geez. I think she's all wow. in on this. It's a spectacular performance. Wow, I bet there's some great stuff. Stuff out there too on YouTube right now. That's mm, no look within the limitations of a very very low budget. I think this is a really really impressive debut feature. It is a debut feature, by the way, from uh, a filmmaker Jane Schoenbrunn, who has explored the sort of darker side of the internet in short film work. Where um, this should have stayed, compiling you know things like the Ice Slicer and whatnot. Uh, I really, really was taken with and really impressed with this as a debut. It was really, I think, well-considered, unlike what you're suggesting. It's very tedious. deeply felt um, and very, very compelling in you know ways that it had a I think you saw a different effect. film than I saw. I must have, Truly. because the film that I saw Truly. was really Or fantastic. maybe you looked in the camera and did that whole, we're all going to the World's Fair thing three times, like Candyman or whatever. <laughs> And you got hypnotized by the Noodle Man, and you freaking are the Noodle Man. Are all is that a creepy pasta? You're, I don't you're, know. The Slender Man. You're all Beware hyped up. The noodle and you're all man. hyped up on internet. Sam, I mean, I did do the. I did look into the mirror and say that or whatever. <laughs> well, that's what happened. That that internet man blood. got your brain. And now you're fighting on behalf of this film that's not any good, and and nobody wants to look at somebody's a teenage bedroom through night vision. 
I mean, if I say I want to look at a teenage veteran <laughs> through night vision, do you know how that makes me sound? Well, I can't rebut that. I'm saying I, there is you no just got done saying you that. liked it. <laughs> Sam, are you? Are you on the Am others? I, I think are so. Are you here? I don't know. Are you, are you lost in the dark? Sam, room? Sam, can you see us? Tell us what you see, Sam. Uh, I don't hear Rachel or Corey anymore, so candy they man, could just candy be like, man, screaming shit at me, and I am just indifferent. Or they're probably sending me so many compliments right now. Sam, walk into oh. the light. Oh, I heard Corey say walk, walk into, into the, the light. Stay out of the light, Carol Ann. But it's like so distant that it, I might just walk That's into actually, the light. That right. is actually the messaging in Poltergeist. It's just one person yelling at Carol Ann, go into the light, and the other one's saying, Joe Beth Williams is like, stay out yeah. of the light. <laughs> It's hard to make these decisions, Carol Ann. I'm, I'm Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> oh, God, now I can hear them. Can you undo that, Brad? I don't wanna... Sorry, man. <laughs> just tune into Corey in this a high-pitched mimic. Oh, my God. <laughs> you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Are you all at the World's Fair right now? <laughs> yeah, we are both at the World's Fair. I... Corey's glowing in the dark for <laughs> no, some reason. Be- because, yeah, well... <laughs> I um I just got the Poltergeist 4K disc today. Ooh. Oh, it's gorgeous! I just watched like 45 I think minutes I, of that's it. a oh. film that's gorgeous on like the tenth generation VHS. So you know it looks good on 4K. Oh yeah. <sighs> okay, we're all going to the World's Fair. Oh shit. <laughs> um, okay, so I just starting off. I like to describe it as eighth grade on a very bad acid trip. Um, there were some genuine scares in it. I think it can be considered a horror movie. Um, generally speaking, a scene where just she's sleeping and her face changes, it just, it was very impactful. Um, it easily could have come off as very, very cringy, but, um, just anything involving creepypastas and ASMR, which this film does, um, can be, but it just has such a strange and off-putting atmosphere that everything sort of works together. Um, and I thought it explored adult, um, adolescent loneliness and finding connection on the internet in really cool ways, um, just sort of like eighth grade. So I'm going to say Corey wins three million points here. Um, oh, shocker. <laughs> Rachel wins a trip to the World's Fair. And Alex G wins a ton of bonus me, points for bitches. that soundtrack. Oh, that soundtrack's great, right? Yes, it's so good. It's, <laughs> I, it's all so sad, I will say, but it's just so great <laughs> sam said a bunch of stuff that sounded like the stuff i said i just wanted to point that out to you oh, man. yeah oh shocker <laughs> like shocker. We, we agree sam's got your back again you for where's one people? like the last 12 i don't know yeah, what you're talking your t- about but your whole take the last 12 has been like oh i don't that movie's okay and i was right it likely was okay oh well let me just say this real quick uh-huh audience listeners i just want you to know that somehow Corey is on board for we're all going to the World's Fair, but American Werewolf in London, that classic fucking film that's I, I don't in think the it's canon. I said, uh, it was a, I said it was a really good movie. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Well, you couldn't commit, so you get, you're on the negative on that one. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Show me that show me that smile. Show and tell me that every time you laugh every time. Yeah, it's always funny. Here's the first thing I'm getting out. You see these? A um, pair of glasses. They are my Dahmers. I'm putting them on. You hear that crinkly sound? I've got some gift wrap, aka some paper, really. Yep. And I'm gonna read to you. Oh, these aren't working anymore. Damn, I need to get my eyes checked. 
I'm going to read to you the back of this. D- you can tell the shape of this is a DVD. It is a DVD. And you're not looking too closely, but nope. we're going to see if you can guess this. Because okay. show and tell is that segment on the podcast, such a visual medium, where I bring in an item. Sometimes it's a DVD case. Sometimes it's a VHS case. Sometimes it's just something fun from A24 or any number of other kind of film hint, merch. Hint. Send, Send us, us merch, please. A24, come on. I think Corey needs those hot dog fingers. Oh, absolutely. Um, Okay, are you ready? I can't. Yep. There's two famous people in this. I'm going to skip over their names. Okay. But apparently they make a terrific team, according to Newsweek. Oh, terrific. And it is a delightfully demented comedy. Oh, demented. From, eh, I'm going to leave the director director's names off because, you know, you'll also know that pretty quickly then. Okay. Conjoin the fun with Bob and Walt. Twin- I, I know what this is. Holy shit. What is it? Really? If it's a comedy about conjoined twins, it's stuck on you. Oh, my God. You got it right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Of course it is. And this is Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. This yep. thing looks absolute shit. It's all right. But let me just finish. <laughs> it's not that, that bad. Oh, wow. it's, a, it's an okay movie. Wow. Once again, it's American got a really Werewolf fun... in London, shitty, but stuck on you. Great film. That is a complete misrepresentation <laughs> of so many things. But um, I, because I just said that was okay, it's got a fun Meryl Streep cameo. Let me just tell you, the the line on the back of this thing is literally conjoin the fun. Uh-huh. Conjoin the fun with Bob and Walt Tenor, twin brothers who share a passion for life and a liver. But their unique bond leads to a wild complication when Walt, when Walt decides to pursue his dreams of becoming an actor and persuades his reluctant sibling to go along for the ride. Hell yeah. Loaded with over-the-top humor and outrageous antics, Stuck on You will leave you beside yourself with laughter. I don't believe that for a fucking second. From Academy Award winner Peter Farrelly, the director yeah. of Green Book, but also, in a better reference... The directors, Peter and Bobby Farrelly, of uh, Kingpin and Dumb and Dumber, and There's Something About Mary, three classic 90s comedies. And then everything after that, a little spotty. Oh, boy. And yeah, Stuck on You is not spotty at all. No, it's spotty. I said Conjoin it was the fun. okay. It's a, okay. It, if, if I'm assigning a star rating, that thing's getting a two and a half stars out of four possible stars. That's like, it's a fine. lot. It's fine. I will point out that you did know this. Just based on the fact that they're conjoined twins. Yeah, but again, I, I ask you to tell me what no. other outrageous comedy I mean, that's a good has point. to do with conjoined twins. That's a good point. Brad, would you have gotten this in a million years? <laughs> no. Man, Corey, there's, I mean this in the best way. There's something freakish about you sometimes. <laughs> Sam, would you have gotten this in a million no. years? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Listeners? I'm, I guess I'm the only person who's actually seen Stuck on You, but the, here's and here's why. Here's part of the reason why. It came out in that sweet spot. Like in in early 2004, when I had just started work, working at Hollywood Video, and I got those sweet free rentals and saw so many things, and that was among the things. Oh, that's still not a good excuse, but okay. Uh, listeners, or would you have gotten stuck? Did you get stuck on you? Anyway, um, that's all I had to show and tell you today. I'm sorry to cut the that's segment right. short. That's all right, because we might have another one soon. So hang in there. Thank you for listening to Side Talk 
next podcast, a little bit of a truncated ish, uh, edition here because Corey got stuck on you right away. Yep. But we are still, you're, and I think, strangely, I think I've done this one before, uh-huh. and I'm going to tell you, if I've done this one before in this exact fashion, it's kind of hilarious because this came to me organically. Like, I didn't even uh-huh. go looking for it. I just want you to know this. So, we're your own personal cinematic Dodger and Marcel. I don't know if you have done that before. Oh, because good. I don't Maybe know what I haven't. That refers to. Um, do you know who Marcel is? The, the shell with shoes on. No, different Marcel. <laughs> think about think about '90s iconic sitcom television. Marcel. Somebody out there in listener land is getting this right now. Ross and Rachel and. Oh, he the monkey from Friends. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Dodger. I, I've never I've never really watched Friends. I haven't either, but I still know that it had, we both still somehow know that there's a monkey named Marcel sure. on there. Yeah, I don't remember how. It isn't like David Schwimmer, tr- he has the monkey. I don't know. There is It is weird knowledge that I don't know how I possess because I'm sure that I've seen that monkey before, like on an episode when I was like getting my car fixed and the TV was sure. on. That's, but at the same all, time. Friends is everywhere, right? all the time. How I know that this monkey's called Marcel and I carry that in my brain when I can't remember <laughs> really important shit while I'm teaching. Like math. Right. I don't remember. No, Matt. I don't. But I do know Marcel. And Dodger is the is Thora Birch's monkey in Monkey Trouble. Well, actually, I, I, I have obviously seen Monkey Trouble. Let me retract. Uh huh. Let me retract. It's actually hard. Let's be real. It's Harvey Keitel's monkey. Sure. And Monkey that's right. Trouble that then uh, Thora Birch does adopt. Yes. And this is a sneaky. I think that if you've got to be Marcel or Dodger, mm, this Dodger is a sneaky little rascal. But then you've got Harvey Keitel coming after you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, but but Dodger is really good at getting tons and tons of jewelry and gold and money. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're so, swaying me. I and then Marcel, you're just stuck you're with just... you're stuck in the '90s with Jennifer Aniston. Well, that could be that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Guys, I have a pet monkey. (laughs) Isn't that random? All right, you're Marcel. I'm Dodger. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. We love them. I'm almost up to a free coffee on my Revelator punch card. True story. I can't believe they don't just give those to you for free. Don't they know they sponsor us? I have literally never once mentioned to the poor barista working at, no, they don't at, care trust me revelator that hey don't you know who i am like i've never even tried that uh i think that's best yeah i think that's best too sidewalkfest.com at sidewalk film on those socials and uh, yeah thank you for listening thank you very much bye batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise <laughs>